Is this the new normal? Is this the way that we are going to communicate with one another for the weeks, months, and years to come? No, I don't think so. But it is how we are dealing with things right now during this, let's call it a crisis. It is a crisis, this pandemic, the coronavirus, COVID-19, changing the way that we're living our lives on a daily basis right now here in Ohio and all across the country and the world for that matter. Uh, hi, I'm Dino Tripodis, and this is Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. And normally, we would be recording this in my home, sitting around with our guest, having some cocktails, and talking about whatever the conversation may consist of. But tonight, because of uh, us trying to honor the social distancing, and of course the stay at home order, which is in place here in Ohio. We are doing this remotely. And we decided tonight to invite you all on Facebook Live to join us as well, because our very special guest tonight will be Associate Professor of Health Policy from the uh, OU College of Medicine, Dan Skinner. Also the host of Prognosis Ohio, which you can hear on WCBE Radio. And his podcast, Prognosis Ohio, deals with everything that's going on health-wise in the state of Ohio. Um, tonight's conversation is going to be live here on Facebook, as we, as we said. And um, we don't know what directions it's going to go in. You are more than welcome to fire up some questions to Dan Skinner as we continue through the night. Um, I think this is a, a kind of an important podcast this evening because... This is our first full day of stay at home. We're curious as to how you're dealing with it. Um, maybe some of you have already gotten acclimated to it in the last week or so by self-quarantining and doing the right things. So maybe today wasn't that much different than any other day. And the, the, and the big question that I have, like everybody has, is this going to be the new normal? I don't think so. I don't think so. But it is where we're at right now. And right now, each day, day to day, is what we have to do to deal with it. And we got to stay calm and we got to stay collected throughout the whole thing. So hopefully tonight uh, we'll get some information. And as we do on Whiskey Business, we'll also probably have some laughs along the way as well, because God knows we need to laugh at times like this. So welcome to Whiskey Business. Let's bring in the crew, if you will, Hansberry, John Whitney. We can't do the podcast without Greg Hansberry right there. Hey, the hey, hey. Yeah. Let me do the uh, business real quick before we bring mm -hmm. everybody in. Of course, uh, Whiskey Business is on Facebook. You're watching us on Facebook right now, hopefully. Share this little link below on your uh, your page, your, your homepage, and that way uh, your, your time uh, line is whatever the heck they call it now uh to, sh to share everybody can join in and ask Dan questions ask us questions uh instagram twitter follow dino dino's on twitter you know he's got like almost two thousand followers he's a big shot i didn't realize i do yeah, I do. yeah. I, I didn't realize well, you were so prolific i did uh, i did not know no i've been i've been having some fun with twitter lately trying to make people chuckle yeah. Uh, well, I, I, it's it's a good time for that. Um, whiskey business is on YouTube. Uh, uh, whiskey business with Dino Tripodis. Um, also, uh, just subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. You can find uh, all the archives. If you're new to whiskey business, you're just finding this. We've been doing this for like. 
four years or something now. There's a whole uh, uh, archive of episodes from A to Z, as we like to say. Um, and uh, also, um, I want to bring Johnny up to show uh, to talk about. We've got a new website, whiskeybusinesspodcast.com. Say hi to uh, Whiskey Business Pod. At whiskeybusinesspod.com. Pod. I screwed it up last time. Damn it. You did it too. I didn't write okay. it down. Whiskey That's John Whitney, everybody. Pod. John Whitney is the Not genius com. behind all the YouTube stuff that you see and enjoy. Can't do it without him. So you can go onto our new website and you can find all the information for, uh, about the, the podcast. All the new episodes are on there. There's also a new series of videos that we're doing called Whiskey Wisdoms, uh, mm -hmm. which we'll be putting up there once a week for the next 10 weeks. So yeah, we'll last, uh, the first one's up and, and being enjoyed and the new one comes out tomorrow, right, Johnny? Correct. Right. Yes. Whiskey Wisdom tomorrow. number two tomorrow. That's so look right. for that on all your uh, social media sites. It'll be out there on Instagram and YouTube and Twitter and everywhere we can put it, Facebook, so forth and so on. Um, what, do you, what, do you, what are you doing this? You like, you, I you just, know? you know, I'm not used to not shave. I mean, I don't like to shave, but, you know, when I go to the office, I have to shave. And now you at don't. At least once a week. But now, no, I'm, I'm, should I grow a beard? You guys That's might feel guilty. I trimmed you down. You guys you are talking about down. You did from when we were doing when we did the little test the other night. You have trimmed down considerably. Yeah, you I made mean, me feel in, really terrible. <laughs> you know about all the germs collecting <laughs> and so forth. Um, for those of you who aren't uh, familiar with whiskey business, uh, one of the things that we have on each show is a guest bottle, and it's going to be hard to obviously share the guest bottle with everybody this way. But in keeping with tradition. I here at home will be consuming the guest bottle. And this pays a little homage to our friends in Pennsylvania. Uh, you think you got it rough here in Ohio. In Pennsylvania, they shut down all the liquor stores in Pennsylvania. Oh, people, man. Yeah, and people lost their minds. So we're drinking here at home on the home base a little wiggle Pennsylvania rye whiskey. So... For anybody listening in Pennsylvania, I feel for you, and uh, hopefully you stocked up and you'll be able to get through this in your stores and everything else will be open before long. Also, um, if you haven't listened to this week's podcast, really good one with Tommy Gallo from mm -hmm. Gallo's Kitchen, which is currently uh, on wherever you get your favorite podcasts, mm -hmm. obviously, and on YouTube as well. It's called Don't Call Me Chef. Tommy was great. We talked about a lot more than food on that particular podcast and Gallo's Kitchen, like a lot of places in uh, Ohio, uh, is offering up carryout. Today is the great American carryout day where people are encouraging you to go to your carryout places and get food and support those people because that's right now the only way some of those joints are making money. But uh, Tommy Gallo's podcast is great and he's open uh, Monday through Saturday from five to, five to nine and Sundays from five to eight and your other places. I don't know. You have to check them out, but your favorites are probably uh, open and ready to serve you as best they can. All right. Hey, y'all. Uh, we got to say something though. Uh, the the new uh, the new website was built by friend of the show and and guest uh, John Osbeck. We want to John, give him a shout out and thank him for helping hey, us Johnny, for that. Big time. Big props to yeah. John Osbeck for putting whiskeybusinesspod.com. Correct. Write it down so I won't forget <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. All right. So uh, for those of you who are joining us, let's get to our very special guest. We've had him on the show before. Uh, actually, 
you know, one of these days, Dan, I'm going to have you on when it's not so serious. We had you on when it was when it was uh, uh, Men's Health Awareness Month, and we talked about prostate cancer and testicular cancer. And now we bring you back on to talk about the coronavirus. I hate to exploit your your knowledge and your gift, but it seemed like a no-brainer to bring you back right now. Uh, Dan is an associate professor of health policy at OU College of Medicine, also um, has the show Prognosis Ohio on WCBE Radio, a podcaster himself, and he joins us today. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Sure. Thank you, you know, so much. I, I just... I just think, you know, uh, you know, I feel like I keep getting invited to funerals, but it's like, you know, I also do bar mitzvahs. I also do birthday parties. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's that's uh, yeah. I, I I bet I bet you're the go-to when they can't get a, a clown. <laughs> <laughs> but no, thank you, man, so much for being here. I really appreciate it. Um, where do you want to start? Where, where, I mean, if, if, if someone's, if, if I, let, let's pretend that I'm just the average person and I see Dan Skinner, I find out what you know and what you do. What, what's usually the first question that people are tossing at you right now? Well, you know, look, I'm a political scientist by training. So like the questions I've been getting for, you know, 20 years now are like, who's going to win these predictive questions? What's going right. to happen? And, you know, look, political scientists, like we know stuff, but we don't know who's going to win an election uh, or like what's going to happen with this pandemic. There are a ton of unknowns, which is precisely why, I mean, there, there, there are some things we know, but there are so many unknowns that it's too dangerous to risk taking a chance with it. And that's that's one of the things that I think like kind of frames us being here in this crazy little online world, socially distant from you all, uh, safe from you all. Um, but, you know, trying our best to just trust that what here in Ohio, Governor DeWine and Director Acton, our, our, our health department director, um, that what they're doing oh, is taking this very seriously. Sure. They're mm -hmm. taking it really, really seriously. Speaking of which, uh, I know that a lot of people uh, balked when when DeWine got so aggressive early on yeah. in this situation, as opposed to some other states. I mean, he kind of took it by the horns and, and ran with it. Uh, now, in hindsight, it's it seems like a genius move. Do you think his aggressiveness has helped the state of Ohio? Even though our numbers are increasing, they seem to be smaller than than some other areas and other states. So, do you think that 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 helped by being as aggressive as he was right out of the gate? I, I'm sure it will help. We don't know. We're still looking at a week this week that's coming up in front of us here. We're on Tuesday here, um, where the numbers are ballooning and they're going to balloon. I mean, right now. And I don't mean to freak anybody out, but a friend called me the other day and said, hey, when, when's this going to be over? Again, one of these calls that like health policy mm -hmm. people get, right. like, tell me when this is going to be over. So I like, should I cancel my, uh, you know, honeymoon or whatever? Um, yes. They're still talking about a peak here in Ohio. They're about May 1st. I mean, we are. And that's a peak. Right. That's a peak. It's a peak, not a, not a, not a, not an end date. That's no, a peak. that's a peak. So, you know, this is a long haul. Did DeWine and Acton will, will what they're doing help? Of course it will. Um, but I also think they were just following the data. They didn't do in, in some ways they didn't do anything extraordinary. They did what was hard because there were so many detractors. I'll just remind you guys. I mean, if you think back here in Ohio, everybody was flipping out. What was it like two and a half weeks ago when they canceled the Arnold three, mm -hmm. right? 
right? right. I was like, yeah. oh my God, the Arnold, this is like, there's no NBA, there's no NHL, there's no Major League Baseball. There's no, I mean, you know, there are no well, stores. <laughs> but people were freaking out about the Arnold because while they were canceling the Arnold, there was an actual hockey game just steps away that was taking place. Oh, so people were like it, hugging it, each other and they're it, like, it, it, it was oh, yeah. it was it was a mixed Shaking message. Hands. It was a mixed message at that particular point in time. Yeah. yeah, so I you know, definitely here in Ohio, um, you know, we're lucky to have strong leadership right now who took this seriously, who are listening to scientists, who are listening to epidemiologists, who are looking at charts and they're not just like, you know, thinking about pixie dust and and fairies. Um, at the same time, what we really need, I mean, what, one of the things we've learned is this is a global thing. Uh, if, if we don't all get on board, and I mean all 50 states and all the territories in the United States and North America, then, you know, we still are making things worse. We need federal leadership right now, I think, more than anything. And we know what that looks like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, that's an interesting question from Eric Osbeck. Do you think there are severe constitutional issues with delaying and canceling primaries? I don't know if I want to get to that right this second. But, um, yeah, everything gets pushed back and so forth. And you being, like you said, in the somewhat uh, political scientist world, do you think that's going to happen? What, the primaries specifically? Yeah, primaries, delaying, delaying, canceling primaries, the constitutional yeah. issues. Do you think our election is going to be delayed? I mean, I mean, right now we're not looking at the kind of curve um, that would delay the general election. I think the more interesting thing is what this is all going to do to the election. The questions right. it's going to raise, are we going to learn anything from this in terms of like leadership at the presidential level? Um, are we going to think about healthcare in new ways? You know, I, I have a theory that, you know, if, if like if this if we were five weeks ago or six weeks ago when we were then where we are now, Bernie Sanders would probably be being looked at quite differently because the country is going to be in a place to go really big. I think after this, the next president, <laughs> if it's a Democrat, gets a chance to be FDR, probably I mean, because we need That's big solutions. We're looking at depression yeah. level, unemployment levels. We are looking at um, catastrophic, uh, catastrophic conditions. Yeah, that's there's memes going around that, with Bernie. Free healthcare doesn't look so bad, does it? <laughs> no, but I, but Ohio, we'll, we'll have our primary in June or something, probably. I think um, June first is what it's scheduled as now. Yeah, and they, you know the courts are kind of working their thing out there. Some people are saying, "Oh, well, it's done. You can't hold it now." Like I'm, I'm pretty optimistic that that we will have an election. The bigger question is, will there be bad feelings by, let's say, the side that loses, saying, "Ah, we would have won if it wasn't for that," and you guys screwed it up. Gotcha. Like you mentioned earlier about the, uh, you know, we need to do something on a federal level, a national level. Let's talk about uh, the the difference in states, how how different states are are, are handling this situation. While every because nobody's on the same page, I I, I saw that I think I saw today that uh, that Texas said they they had, they weren't planning on any type of shelter in place type of situation. Right. Not They're just Texas. They're just, man, they're just shutting down abortion clinics. That's all they're doing in Texas. <laughs> and, yeah. and the Austin Record Convention. Yeah. yeah. That's right. So so how, how is that affecting things in, in your opinion? You know, well, we're definitely getting different models of leadership right now. Uh, you know, we've already talked about Governor DeWine here and Health Director Acton, who, you know, I mean, Acton is becoming like a, a celebrity. There are people, you know, fan clubs starting and, you uh, yeah, what a Reddit th- threads just talking about how awesome she is. You know, like I think that's pretty cool. I saw an article uh, 
from one newspaper with some guy who thinks he might have dated her in high school. Like, <laughs> I mean, just amazing leadership uh, uh, there. And uh, I know I'm a lefty, so uh, giving lots of props to our Republican governor is is not something I do in a knee jerk way. He's genuinely doing a good job with this. Although the abortion stuff that's happening here in Ohio is opportunistic. We've also mm -hmm. gone after some of the clinics. And, um, you know, I, I, I want to see them focused right now more than anything. I want to see them focusing on this thing and not looking for those opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, also, you know, New, so New York is by every number, um, by the way, big shout out to my family and friends in New York. We probably have some folks. I know your daughter's out there in New York. My well. daughter is freaking out in New York City because yeah. she was a, a bartender and a bar manager. And when they shut down, they cut mm -hmm. off her. Uh, economic supply, obviously, and she's sitting uh, at home alone, and 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 still, even though though she's in New York, occasionally she gets misinformed. Let's talk about that, about what people what people don't know. I mean, she saw she saw trucks and tanks roll in, and and she thought it was you know the end of the world. Yeah. What are they going to do? Uh, and I was telling her that's there for your protection. It's not, this doesn't necessarily mean that it's bad. It's just, they're getting ready, but let's talk about how some people just don't understand still, yeah. despite everything that's out there, what the hell's going on? Well, you know, I will say one of the, before we turn and get back to New York, which I think I want to mention that here in Ohio, when, when governor DeWine mentioned that the national guard was going to be involved, I really thought it was a really important thing he did in his press conference. He reiterated several times, they will not be armed. These are not people that we're, we're not militarizing. Right. That's really important for people to know, because if I saw a tank rolling down my street, I would also be I mean, I don't know about tanks, but when you see the kind of militarization of things that can definitely freak people out and that causes people to make runs on the grocery stores, on the banks that has like bad uh, consequences of their own. But New York's doing a good job. I mean, Andrew Cuomo uh, with this anyway is uh, responding pretty aggressively. New York has populated in New York City. The population density, as Cuomo said today, I mean that's that's one of the huge biggest issue. People are living next to each other in apartments, and you know, I lived in apartments like that for for quite a while. Ohio, we have a bit more density, uh, less density. Uh, it turns out that suburban sprawl and the sort of lack of density here in Columbus, which drives me nuts most of the time. We need more density and. Like, you know, we need to build up in, in Columbus for climate change reasons. But right now with coronavirus, it seems to be benefiting us a little bit. Do you think the involvement of uh, the National Guard is more sort of uh, having them stand ready? Because I know they're really experienced with setting up large field hospitals. Yeah, there's some of that right. happening. There's also yeah. just the supermarket issue. I mean, um, mm -hmm. what DeWine was specifically talking about was uh, guardsmen, uh, guard, guard, the guard working in um, grocery stores. Um, oh. and sort of helping with supply lines and logistics and things like and that. And making sure people only got one one package of toilet paper <laughs> at a time. I right? One. That, that's it. That's it. it. That's, that's not even hard. necessary because there is no toilet paper. You know, yeah, so, really? oh, you know. man. One square. Yeah, but you know, I mean, look, I, I, I'm definitely skeptical of any kind of like military sort of moment like that, but it's important that if we're going to deploy like resources like that, that governors really talk to people about what's going on and be straight with them. And I think DeWine has earned the trust of most people, at least with the COVID stuff, that they do trust that what he's saying is coming from an, uh, an evidence-based place, unlike what the president's saying, which is coming from a completely um, you know, different planet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so, so um, you know, back to that uh, original question, what I said about the, the difference 
uh, and how different states are handling things, um, do you feel that there just needs to be a, a, a national blanket process of sorts to, to help, you know, flatten the curve, as they say? Absolutely. We all need, we all need to get on board on the, on the, on the same plan and, and stick to it for a while. Yeah, I mean that's that's absolutely what we need. I mean, we are a completely intertwined state. Interstate commerce, uh, the highway systems, travel, transit. There are people moving around this country a lot, not as many as there were, but this is an extremely infectious disease we're talking about here. So, um, Florida, for example, I mean, like Texas, appears to be doing very little. You had these pictures of these knucklehead spring breakers down there, like doing beer pong and Jello shots, and they're like listening to uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't, even know what people, I don't know what people listen to anymore. Hey, you could do that in your uh, home garage, by yeah, the way. Come right. on. That's right. Hey, I was I was recently in Florida. I went down to visit my mother and check on my mother and make sure she was fine. And my sister lives in Clearwater uh, Beach, and she was beside herself with the fact that the beaches uh, rem had remained open on, until, uh, well, days after I got back even. I go, have they shut the beaches down? And she goes, no, midnight tonight. And that was like on uh, Friday of, yeah. of, of last week. We had a situation in Athens. You know that Athens has a reputation for a party town, being a party town right. where my university is. And the students were organizing, I don't know how many of them, but it got a lot of attention. They were organizing a, a kind of Corona fest where they were going to defy these orders and go out drinking in the streets. And the mayor and the president of the university and some other people got together and basically said, if you do this, we will arrest you and you will never go to college ever again anywhere. Like we will make sure of it. They were very strong with them. And mm. I'm glad to see are, that. Are, are, let's, are these people uh, let's talk about let's talk about the the weakest link in this in this world in this that yeah. we're in right now who are the weakest links as we speak uh and i saw that there were you know this is this is you know sometimes in this case right now what we're doing here the internet yeah. and the remote podcasting this is great this is when technology is good when it's bad is when i see these stupid stupid challenges there's one challenge out there right now where you're challenged to actually lick a toilet and record it and yeah and then post it how did Hansberry do yeah how did Hansberry do it's nailed it nailed it i mean and and my and my my daughter in new york city is telling me even though she is completely out of work right now she's telling me that there are uh secret underground for lack of a better word speakeasies bars that are opening and people are going to these bars and, and wow. in new york city yeah, you know wow. and and they're finding out you know if you're if you're part of that in in crowd so to speak there are special bars that are being opened that nobody knows about uh, yeah. so are, are these are these the winkest links and are these the things that will continue to make this thing grow and and and, and not help us flatten the curve I mean, what else do you think is what else do you think is the weakest link? Yeah, well, look, two things. I mean, when when Dewine made his order, right, the stay-at-home order, most of us were already doing what he wanted us to do. Right. Aside from people who had to be out there. And by the way, mm -hmm. shout out to them. People working in grocery stores, healthcare professionals. Absolutely. Uh, people who have to work in prisons right now, people who are working in homeless shelters, looking over like all uh, people all around our, our state have to be out there doing this work and you know, in a way, we are staying home so they can do their damn jobs. Um, and what DeWine seemed to be saying was, and what Director Acton kind of said was, this isn't about you, P. 
people like that are already staying at home. This is for the knuckleheads who are putting everybody else's health at risk. Right. And so, you know, it was a clampdown on that, that I think was really important where they got the message that this, that we're not playing around, you know, um, I will say, by the way, with leadership, there's a chart going around, which I'm sure you guys, so anybody's listening can find, um, showing just, you know, Kentucky, uh, you know, elected a Democrat, Andy Bashir, um, you know, in the last cycle, he's taking this very seriously. The governor of Tennessee is not look at this, look at the curves that they're experiencing in their state, mm-hmm. right? Tennessee is on a totally different curve than Kentucky is. New York's on a different curve than Ohio is for different reasons. They're both they're responding aggressively, but Ohio and New York are very different states. Well, I mean, yeah. they're on uh, New York, they're on top of each other, for crying out loud. Yeah. The and, density and, of people is larger. And I was talking to a, a friend of mine today. We we're talking about how people were lining up to get tested uh, for the coronavirus on a day when it was pouring down rain and, and sleeting in New York City, standing in line right next to each other. If you didn't have the coronavirus before you got the test, got there was a good chance yeah, before, sure. by the time you got there, eh, <laughs> maybe. By the time you got to your place in line, it just seems like, and and I guess that's the frustration mm-hmm. of it, the futility of, 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 of this process on trying to flatten the curve. It, yeah. it, it, it's, it seems so, uh, just so daunting. And let me put it another way too. By the way, I have to just scold you, Dino, for a second. I just gave mad props out to Kentucky and you yeah. of whiskey business didn't say a word about Kentucky. <laughs> I so, did not say uh, <laughs> oh, you're right. That, uh, shame right. on me. Oh. So I, I actually, I had nothing to say about the actual business of whiskey. <laughs> While I'm drinking a, a rye, from, from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh or Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. But I, uh, I do just want to say one other thing more seriously, which is, um, you know, different people are in very different states right now. So if you're a, you know, and this is always the problem with healthcare, right? People who have strong immune systems who aren't currently experiencing any kind of um, uh, problems that they know of, um, you know, tend to be flip about things. But, mm-hmm. you know, the thing we know about health is that like vaccination is not always about you or your kids. It's often about other people, right? It's about protecting other people and about community effect. And, you know, people, older people, people who are who have uh, immune, uh, suppressed immune systems, uh, people who have respiratory <laughs> issues of various sorts, right? We're doing this for them, even though we might feel like this is ridiculous and we want to like, you know, I'm home with a, you know, with my family and a five-year-old who needs to be entertained a good portion of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really hard and people are struggling with that, but man, that's nothing compared to ending up in a hospital. You hear about this Italian um, uh, uh, man. And I think it is seventies, a priest, I believe who gave his ventilator to a, to a 30 year old or something. And he died, you know, the next day, I mean, mm-hmm. Italy just read, you know, listen to what's going on in Italy. Imagine that. And then think about whether your life staying home for a few days is so hard. Yeah, I, I saw a 60 Minutes over the weekend. They were talking uh, to some doctors, or was it Sunday morning? They, uh, I forget. Anyway, but uh, the doctor was saying, given the choice between two people, a younger person or an older person, I'm going to pick the younger person because right. you know the older person has already lived their life. Basically. And, and I have to say, so it's not just that people in their wow. 60s, 70s, and right. 80s are more vulnerable to the disease. <clears throat> when the shit really goes down, Hospitals are deprioritizing 
certain people based on their likelihood to uh, you know the, the 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 benefit, the actual yield. I mean, that's what rationing healthcare is about in extreme situations like this. And right. um, so it's not that you couldn't get helped; it's or that you couldn't get well if you could be helped. It's that we have to make decisions about who gets helped and who doesn't. And it's that's like a triage situation, right? Yeah, and that's coming to the U.S. That's yeah. that's something we haven't thought about in a long time. It looks like we lost Dino on the uh, Facebook live stream. We're going to try to get him back on. Um, I I know this is a loaded question, but uh, there we go. Here, look, we got Dino back here. Look how fast you just slip in. Like Dino's corpse is is like not even not even cold yet, and, and, I, just... and I took the top spot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what happened? A, you know you what know, I we, did. Yeah. You know what I did. I pushed a button. Don't push no, anything. Don't, don't touch anything. I took, I took, a, I took my education from John Whitney, and I pushed a button. Yeah, but Dino, we, we now know what happens if you die. Uh, Hansberry. Yeah, right. I should have, I, I like should have just held back a little longer and waited to see what Hansberry had to say. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, but I, I did hear everything you were saying uh, uh, oh, in that particular man. segment. So. Yeah. That's where we're going to land right now. Well, I, I was going to ask about the testing. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, that's just a huge loaded thing right now. And I, not to, that's what I was getting ready to ask, Dino. I mean, you got the NBA players who are doing it, which is a huge controversy. I know they're using private funds and stuff, but like uh, now they're saying you don't even need to get tested. You probably got it. Just stay home. I, we're, I mean, even for me as a guy who right now is healthy, but say I start having symptoms, what is, where does one even go if they think they have it and is testing even an option? Yeah. So a couple of things. I mean, there, there was a lot of people talking. I, I think there are fewer people talking about this now. They've been chastened a bit on this, but saying, oh, like it's just affecting a few people or whatever. Well, that, that was because of testing. Like West Virginia, of all places, was walking around with a swagger like, last in the nation. We don't have any COVID cases. Be like, yeah, you tested 12 people. Like, <laughs> you know. So like, that's one of the big problems. And we, we have just under 600 confirmed cases, I believe right now in Ohio. Right. And, you know, we've had under 10 deaths so far, but when you learn a little math about how growth works and what exponential growth looks like and what this curve looks like, then none of that matters, right? It's where you're going. Um, you know, that's the old Wayne Gretzky line, right? Don't go where the puck is, go where it's going. Um, right. uh, sorry to, you know, bring hockey, yeah, hockey into it i'm sad uh, it's it's interesting because because you know say when can i get tested how long has it taken yeah. so, so long to get a test but we're living in a world where where harvey weinstein got a test right right <laughs> right, right. he's in rikers and he gets a test and or one of my favorite tweets coronavirus one of my favorite tweets I've seen so far was, how the hell did Rand Paul get a test? First of all, he was asymptomatic. And second of all, he's definitely one of the least essential people in the United States. <laughs> I love I love how you're still getting a little bit of your political agenda yeah, yeah. into the cracks of this podcast. Yeah, and, and Dino, once again, you blew a Kentucky reference. So. I know I do. I blew another Kentucky reference. Let's just say I'm going to blow them off for this evening. I'm going to blow all the Kentucky references for this evening. But yeah. Rand was in the Rand was in the was in the was in the uh it, he was at the gym and in the swimming pool. What was he thinking? <laughs> what was, was he thinking? He yeah. just took the test to work out to work out now. That's it sounds oh, good and, to me. And let us not dismiss <laughs> the other the other important point. Rand is a doctor. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes, that's, that's correct. That is I mean, correct. reportedly. 
but okay so so testing is everything and and obviously we weren't ready for this uh and could, now that we're we, testing let me let me i'm gonna stop yeah. you right there for a second yeah. could we have been more ready for this as well a, as a country Sure, sure. Well, there's a couple points that people point out, right? So first of all, there are these stories. And of course, this book is going to be written um, and it will be pretty devastating and hopefully change the way we do this stuff. But just before the Trump inauguration, uh, a meeting was held with the Obama people in transition saying, here's about, pan uh, they, were, they talked about pandemic, right? They talked about this being something you need to keep on your radar screen, something that's going to be important. Here's the pandemic task force office that we have trump shut it down right so so he got rid of that 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 the whole office that deals with pandemics and you know this is a very like donald trump thing to do be like pandemic like like what what, what is that like so you know just and move on like you know so he went to the tax cuts he went to all that stuff and here we are so for sure that's that's the long view the shorter view is that we started talking about this at least in december right, right. If and certainly by January, this was like, okay, this is yeah. happening now. If Trump was surrounded by, I don't expect Trump or any president to be super smart. I expect them to surround themselves with <laughs> smart people. You don't? Well, you don't I expect mean, them to be smart? I mean, I hope, but like the I president mean, needs to make good choices about who they surround themselves with and listen yeah. to experts. Right. right? I agree. Yeah. And, yeah. and he was clearly surrounded by people who were mm -hmm. not thinking about this stuff, who, deprioritize science who didn't understand what a curve looks like and and, and the word <laughs> epidemiology you know he's he's tweeting about kafeve and he should have been tweeting yeah. about covid and they, <laughs> if they have a dissenting opinion they're, they're going to keep their mouth shut anyway so what's the point right right so so clearly he had you know there's that but then there's also the longer view and i don't want to make this just about trump which is our nation does a pretty bad job with public health in general um every state is different every county is different we, you know, fund public health at a much lower level than just about every country, industrialized country in the world. So, like, of course, we got caught with our pants down, but, you know, different states reacted differently and people noticed what was happening and responded aggressive, more aggressively than others. Mm -hmm. um, when we get to a point where this has flattened and we get past it, and I do honestly believe that at some point we will. Um, they talk about a vaccine for this not even being ready for at least another year. So when this particular flu season, you know, which we which we had, and this was obviously something far more aggressive than than the flu. Come, I, I mean, is this is this? Do you feel that this might be something we're going to have to deal with every year? I mean, are we going to? Is this is this going to be or you know how, how things are going to be like? Come around end of this end of the year when the flu season starts, we got to worry about Corona or some other strain of it, yeah. wreaking havoc on our country again on a yearly basis. Uh, that's that's a question that a lot of people wonder. If this is, is this how it's going to be for a certain amount of time every year? Well, a lot of it depends what we do right now. So you know, um, eradicating a disease, and I'm not a, eradic a disease eradication specialist. I'm not an infectious disease specialist. I'm a health policy person. But um, from what I gather, and a lot of it matters. It depends on what we do now. But it's quite possible that this could be something that by the fall we start to see some more cases again. I mean, hopefully we're getting smart about what how we respond to these kinds of moments, and we're learning some lessons there. But 
you know, if we do this well, and I do think that I am optimistic, I have to say that Trump is just going to get beaten into a national response to this. He thinks we're going to be in, well, not me, I don't go to church, but like, you know, he thinks that people are going to be in church I, I, on Easter. On Easter, he, yeah. thinks, yeah. he thinks uh, people are going to be back to work. Right. He's a, yeah, all of a sudden he's a big Easter fan now. He's talking about how much it means to him and all this kind of stuff. But what he's really talking about is is the economy <laughs> and how he wants the, the economic numbers to be uh, you know, start to work their way back up before the election. But, um, yeah, no, th this is going to be a long run, but I think we can't rush this. I mean, what he's talking about and what, it, and when there are states or today, Liberty University, Jerry Falwell Jr.'s place, right? Huge embarrassment for me. They have an osteopathic medical school and they're, they're forcing everybody to come back to work. It's, it's not an embarrassment because they have the school. It's an embarrassment because physicians should be screaming from the hills right now saying hell no we're not coming back this is dangerous you're not listening to what's going on out there um, mm -hmm. if we do the kind of stuff that trump is talking about with his his easter sunday whatever and liberty university is talking about with bringing people back way way before any of the experts then we're gonna we're gonna sentence ourselves to months and months and months of this and many me many ask, more deaths many more deaths. Question about, about the optics of that like whether he's right or wrong would you rather have, uh, and whether you like Trump or not, would you rather have a, a president who's like, yeah, well, we can wrap this up by Easter, or a, a president who's like, we are fucked. We're done for, <laughs> you know, best well, liberty. I would, like, maybe, I would like something in the middle that was realistic yeah. and actually, you know, honest and on top of things. You know, yeah. I don't want I don't want some I, idealist saying, eh, by Easter we're fine, but I also don't want anybody going like, you know what, see ya. Wrap it up. We're yeah. that's where the that's where the politicking comes in. You got to be a good politician about this. Well, that's not being a good politician to say we're going to be have it wrap it up by we're going something that's taken months and months to to accumulate and spread. You're not going to now. You're going to tell me we're going to wrap it up by Easter? Come that's on, what I'm saying you got to be able to speak, be a public speaker, and and soothe the masses with you, with delivering information. Here, here's here's how I think about it. The first crisis we have right now, the only crisis we need to address right now is a public health crisis. This is really hard for people uh, in economic terms. This is really hard for small business owners who are being destroyed. This is hard for service people. This is hard for um, you know people in all sorts of industries that are gonna be laid off and furloughed and things like that. That is really hard. But a few million deaths is way, way harder in my view. So separating the public health piece from the economic piece and even bracketing even further, like the annoyance that we have to stay home for a little bit where like Dino has like a, a, a war chest of bourbon to get him through. Like you're going to be fine, right? I'm going to be fine. We're doing okay. Um, but, but so it's it's not a matter of being doom and gloom or, or, or overdoing your rhetoric. It's a matter of being smart. And smart people know what we need to do we have models right so you have south mm -hmm. the, people talk about south korea versus italy why are mm -hmm. they on such different curves right i talked about ohio or uh, you know kentucky versus tennessee why are they on different curves well the responses matter so it's not it's about and that's what i like about what dewine's doing he's not sugarcoating things he's yeah. telling us straight this is going to suck my kid learned yeah. the word sucks during this pandemic this that's that's this big vocabulary get 
right? Um, <laughs> and he's not wrong. This sucks. No, he's not wrong. He's using yeah. the word effectively. Yeah, and I'm not even stopping him. I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna draw lines there right now. Like, you know, we all have <laughs> our emotions. But I like the fact also that you know, you say he doesn't sugarcoat it, but he does. He has tried to, uh, by saying instead of shelter in place, he goes with stay at home, which mm-hmm. you know, to the ear, yeah, sounds much better. It's that, softer language, right? You're right. You're right. It's shelter language. in place sounds oh, oh kind yeah. of serious. Stay at home. Yeah, it sounds like a yeah, all right. It's okay. like it's, it's like it's close to Netflix and chill. Like my, yeah, my yeah. very like, close to stay at home. Right? My cat, my cat says to me, "Shit, I didn't even know I've been sheltering in place all this time." <laughs> you know, stay at home sounds kind of all right. I got some Sudoku puzzles and some yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah. So, so, let's, so let's I mean, it's important but, to laugh about it, but like, so people are really suffering and they're going to suffer, but you know, um, we can't afford not to. So I, I don't really mind the, you know, the, the straight talk, uh, that, that people are giving us about these curves and all that. And the, and the crazy part is if we do a good job with this, they're never going to get credit for it. Right. They're going to be people all, all over Ohio going to yeah. be like, Oh, that fucking DeWine. Like he went way overboard, destroyed our economy and look at our curve. It was fine. It's like, why do you think the curve is fine? Uh, yeah, yeah. Why? Yeah. They, they, people don't put all the pieces together when they come mm-hmm. to a final conclusion about something. They don't look at everything that went into the puzzle to make the puzzle complete. But, but you all and know the, this. I mean, you're all li- living in this world. Competent people don't get, credit for what they do right no, so they don't they don't like i said puzzle you need to put a lot of fucking blue sky pieces together in order to get a complete puzzle and yeah. what you're saying a lot of people are going to ignore a lot of the blue sky in the final uh outcome of all these things um ugh. i like that analogy <laughs> yeah <laughs> blue sky puzzle yeah, uh, whatever uh you but know you what know, think yeah. public health though, one thing you were saying i wanted to like the one thing that I hope comes from all this, aside from getting past it, and if we would have been this aggressive in the last, just say last couple of years, this aggressive about hygiene, about washing <laughs> our hands, about yeah. washing our hands so aggressively, and 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 being more aware of what we're spreading with just these hands. You know, it, it, it wouldn't it be interesting? Do you think, as as a as a as a public, uh, a professor of health policy, do you think people over the last two to five years would have been washing their hands on a regular basis? That flu in general, let alone the coronavirus, yeah. rates would have just dropped down considerably. Do you, do you think we'll we'll continue to learn this lesson? Do you think, hygienically speaking, it will stick, and people will continue to do this? based out of fear or just being smart yeah well i will tell you uh dino next time i see you i'm giving you a big old hug so i probably haven't learned much from this i mean i always was a hand washer right like people want to people want to engage i mean the whole question of like shaking hands and the way like that's one of the theories by the way so people say well why is japan and south korea done pretty well well a couple reasons. One is that they've always, I mean, it's an aging society. It's a much older society there. So they had really good nursing home sort of protocols and like health protocols in place. The other thing that South Korea and uh, Japan do pretty well is if you're sick, 
your employers have been saying stay home. They've been saying that for two decades mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. So right. like here, here we're like, no, you're coming in until like the state yeah, says right. no. I have right. to come in. I'm coming in sick. I'm gonna do right. it. Yeah. But they Bullshit. also learned from the SARS uh, experience to 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 focus on hygiene a little bit more. That's been part of the culture. So that's going to be part of it. But I, I don't think that that's going to be the solution to this. I hope that like it'd be nice if we could all learn that I lesson. I don't, I don't so much a solution. I'm just saying if if people continue to do this and yeah. wash their hands in the months yeah. and year to come that yeah. alone would have to help once we get past all this sure. to, to maintain that, that, that extra vigilant uh, level of, of hygiene has to help on some level. Sure. But we, sure. But we also need to think about things like, do we have enough medical equipment in our country to help people and to mitigate the, the spread of things when something breaks out because i, I mean if, if you if you if you look at the italy stuff the one of the most heartbreaking parts about it and there's a lot of heartbreaking stuff going on in italy it's 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 amazing um is the the sheer number of physicians who are taking care of their patients are now their colleagues physicians who have covid who are dying nurses right they're taking care of each other the system is kind of collapsed on itself and they don't right. have enough protective equipment right to 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 deal with that so you know there there are a number of lessons we got to get out of this um i i don't know we're five men sitting here or four sorry four men sitting here having this conversation you've all seen people walk out of oh, the, it's five it's five i make two sure sure <laughs> but you've you've all seen people walk out of bathrooms and not wash their hands i see it all the time yeah. It used to make me crazy it made me crazy before any of this happened yeah. like oh my god i got to wash his hands yeah. And, yeah. and I, I would venture to guess that like, I don't know, 35% of men, I don't can't speak for women because we have segregated bathrooms, but like 35% of men don't really wash their hands when leaving. I know that if you don't know this, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but like we live in a disgusting world. So that's got to be part of it. Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I, I, I've been in, in, in restrooms and God, I don't want to call them out by name, but I've had friends that have I've known friends like I said, aren't you going to wash your hands? And quote, uh, my hands were clean before I touched it. You know, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> like really, you know, my hands are clean before I touched before yeah. I touched my dick. So why well, do I got to wash them after? My wife touches it. Oh, what's wrong with that? I, don't uh, know. Uh, I mean, just <laughs> but Dino, I do. I just want to mention one thing. You know, so on, on my podcast, I just interviewed recently a uh, a pediatric psychologist talking about how to talk to kids about this stuff. Yeah, one of, one of my concerns. Yeah, yes, my, one of my concerns is that like we don't want to become compulsive about this stuff, right? We, want, we I'm obsessive about this stuff. We we like that's not going to be the lesson. We also don't want to be fearful of each other. I'm walking down the street here. I live in Grandview, and like people are walking to the other side. Like I made a joke today on Twitter that like not only are people adhering six feet away, but a lot of people seem to think that. Uh, Social distancing means like not making eye contact now. Like, <laughs> right. you know, there's a whole lot of stuff. Like, I don't even know if I know how to drive a car anymore. Like, I there there's a bunch of stuff that like we're gonna. It's gonna feel weird to like get back to life, and right. and I think we need to get back to life in a full way. We just need to learn something from this. You mentioned kids and Hansbury. We we kind of broached this when we were doing the test over here on Facebook Live mm -hmm. the other night. Uh, you've got kids. Dan, you've got children, yes? I got one five-year-old. You got a five-year-old. Uh, my daughter, grown. Whitney, your boy, grown. But Almost 22. Uh, yeah. yeah. How, 
in respects to our kids, I mean, should they have questions? And even if they don't have questions, they, they've got to be somewhat quizzical as to what's going on and why mommy and daddy are working from home now and why, you know, life as they know it, why can't I go if it's a daycare center? Why, why aren't I going to school? What's going on? So uh, I don't know if you have any insight as to how we should uh, uh, approach this with, with, with our children on how to explain it. But if you do, by all means, impart that. Yeah. So one of the, one of the things I'll mention, and I, you know, I, I did have that, that episode where I talked with Dr. Dempster at Nationwide Children's, and there's a lot of resources out there right now about this. I mean, this is an opportunity, I don't mean to sound so like, you know, opportunistic, but this is an opportunity for us to be straight with kids about the world a little bit. Um, I mean, Trump is already kind of, but how, but how straight? Well, pretty straight. I mean, uh, like to the extent that anybody, I mean, I don't know, the four of us, do we really understand what viruses are? I'm, I'm a health policy professor. I'm not a clinician. I haven't studied the, you know, the, the science of viruses. Um, I think I know a little bit about what a virus is as opposed to like, let's say a bacterial infection or something like that. But I don't really know. Like, just like, I don't really know what a pancreas does. I kind of sort of <laughs> no, like, is so, that the one we need or not need? I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Let's see. That'd be a great uh, whiskey business episode where you have your pancreas removed. No, but what's um, the pancreas? <laughs> you know, I I think it's the way you talk about it that's most important. Um, you know, there there's this there's this virus out there. There's this illness. We're staying at home because you know these for these reasons. I mean, just they're sad because they don't see their friends. Um, they right. they're sad. Right. Like we had a thing in Grandview here where uh, there was a parade of cars going by the, the the elementary school, and the teachers were standing outside, and the kids were yelling outside, "We love you, we miss you" from their cars. Oh, yeah, I saw that on the news. Yeah, it was yeah, cool. it was really beautiful. You know, except for like some totally assholeish neighbor who called the cops and said they're honking and I'm trying to do a video conference. It's like, dude. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, uh, there's always one, but there's, yeah. but there's, but there's, you say, be, be honest as you can, but, yeah. but there's, there, I, I guess you people out there as parents know your children and, I and know say, it depends what on your you kid. How, I mean, a, how old they are and, and yeah. your relationship with your Yeah, kid. I mean, you know, I can totally envision being a small child and and my mother or father saying to me, well, uh, there's a there's a horrible virus going out there and it may kill us all. Good night. Sleep well. And calling it a night. And I go, what? And I'd be up all night just petrified. Uh, yeah. I want to remind people that those of us who are joining us here on Facebook Live, if you do have questions for Dan, uh, by all means, fire them out there. Uh, Mike Abernathy is giving us a thumbs up. Good stuff. That's Dr. Mike Abernathy, mm. who was on our podcast not too long ago. Great. So if he's giving us a thumbs up, we must be saying some some decently right things um, <laughs> before it's all said and done. Validation. Uh, yeah. I, got, I got the virus thing right, but the pancreas will bracket for another day. Mm -hmm. so there's a question from this Tammy. Tammy. I heard, uh, I heard you. Go ahead, Dana. Take it, guys. Take it. I've heard that once you've had this, you, it doesn't matter. You can catch it again. Well, well, I don't. I don't know that we know that. I mean, like, keep in mind the, the most important part of like. So, okay, and here again, caveat: I'm not a clinician and right. I'm not a virologist, but 
I do know that lots of people have been saying that coronaviruses are very common. Um, they, they're, it's a, it's a, it's a family of viruses. COVID-19 is a very specific kind mm -hmm. of coronavirus and it's novel. So that's, that's the part where people are trying to play catch up, trying to figure out what this is, trying yeah, to figure out novel for just a second. New. I mean, we don't know. We don't understand. We just, it's, new, right? it, it's it, what it, you think it is. Yeah. It's, it's, novel. it just means we haven't experienced this before. So like, you know, President Trump was like saying, oh, we'll have a, a vaccine in a couple months. And, uh, no. and and Dr. Fauci, who's you know, been a real hero and all this, is saying, oh, no, no, we're talking like a year to a year and a half. So, like, let's Poor not Dr. put Fauci's our hopes on a Yeah. Let's Poor not put Dr. our hopes Fauci. on a vaccine. Poor Dr. Fauci is going to disappear soon. You know that, right? Well, okay. I think, I, yeah. he's going to disappear soon. <laughs> he's 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 shaking his head and covering his mouth when Trump speaks. He's not going to be. Right I mean, so so clearly, clearly, there's a part of these kinds of things where some exposure could have long-term benefits because you know, just like vaccines, that's how vaccines work, right? Is that you you your body has essentially built up antibodies to it, and um and 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 that's that's what keeps you safe. We don't know everything about this, though. So I think we're still in the period where, like, to say things like that. And this is, like, what particularly galls me about these uh, Trump press conferences is they're just, like, saying stuff, you know. And, like, we don't know the answers to a lot of these things. He's saying, oh, maybe this we have this, uh, um, you know, this drug that uh, you, you can get over the counter. And next thing you know, somebody drinks it from their, like, fish supplies and dies yeah, in Texas. I know. right? It's sad, but it's true. So we don't we don't know and i don't think we should think in those terms now and we should read when people know things what yeah do, do what <laughs> say research? Research? What's that word no what was that word Dan? <laughs> drink read <laughs> read read interesting yes <laughs> we will read we will read and we will learn oh man uh, From multiple yeah. sources <laughs> to say once you get it, you can't get it again. I mean, you know, how many of us have had the flu? Uh, just the flu in general. We get the, the you're, you're, you've got a shot of getting the flu every year, whether you get a flu shot or not, depending on what the strain is. So, if there's a different strain of this virus next year, then you might get it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It's absolutely. Here's Here's a legit question uh, from Danielle that just popped up. As a medical student who has been pulled off of rotations, what are things that I can do to help out the community or advocate for other healthcare workers and patients while still obeying our stay-at-home restrictions? First of all, you're not going to get you're not going to pull one over on me here. Danielle's one of our best students, one of my ah favorite students. Ah yeah. Yeah. Ah She's ah for credit. This is an inside job. This is an inside job. And I want to know why she's been pulled off of rotations. <laughs> Well, look, um, so you do home care. Yeah, no, this is this is this is a, a hard question because there's a tradition during pandemics of medical students being pulled in. And this may happen. Um, some of our medical students at OSU in particular are being told, you know, um, if things get really bad, not to like say medical, like things got so bad, we, we, we asked medical students to come in. But like medical students are not doctors. Right. So uh, when we get to the point where we're saying hey, a third or a fourth year medical student, we need your help to come in to do things. Um, you know that we've hit a point where our capacity has really, really run out. Um, that hasn't happened here yet. We haven't yet uh, gotten to a point where we where where like that's happening. 
But the immediate thing that we had to experience was that uh, our students who train in the third and fourth years in hospitals, um, we don't need students hanging around hospitals right now. They're dangerous places. Uh, our physicians in hospitals and PAs and, and nurses and all the other health professionals, they are exposed to this. They lack the proper equipment to do this. So that's kind of, uh, you know, the context of, of why they're being pulled out. What they can do is a different question. Right now under uh, DeWine's uh, uh, stay-at-home orders, I would say that there's a legal question, which is I don't actually know what you can do, uh, what's allowable under that. But certainly there's any number of organizations out there that you can reach out to that need, home, uh, need help. For example, um, a stay-at-home order raises a really tricky question. Some people don't have homes. Homeless people don't have homes. Where are they staying right now? Well, there are people around the state who are trying to find places in dorms and things like that where uh, where, where homeless youth can be sheltered. We need people who are willing to look after them. Like, so we're trying to deal with very specific questions like that at this time. Gotcha. Um, donating blood, I know, is a very common thing that everybody can do, whether you're a med student or not. I saw that on the Today Show, so it must be legit. Sure, everybody can donate blood, and and um, and yeah, but even like you know, doing work to help out any kind of organization, like from a logistics perspective, not necessarily from a medical perspective, though. True. So, Hansberry, uh, yeah. how are we on time? We're about there. We're just over over an hour. Over an hour but, right now. Um, um, as we get close to wrapping it up for the podcast. Uh, I should say for the podcast that, that for those who are, are listening, we'll, we'll do that a little bit. Uh, we'll wrap it up for the podcast that people will hear later, but we'll stay on Facebook live for a while longer if you continue to have questions and so forth. Um, but as we get close to, to wrapping it up for the podcast, not so much for Facebook live um, moving forward, Dan Skinner uh, say starting tomorrow and moving forward what do you think we need to do we're staying at home we're doing that we're trying to uh enforce you know social distancing to us uh, as much as we can what do we need to do and more importantly what shouldn't we do yeah well one thing we shouldn't do is to not take this seriously and I know that sounds very basic, but um, there's going to be a tendency yep. as we get locked down a little bit here. Um, keep in mind, one thing that's novel about this 19th mutation of COVID, as one of your um, uh, uh, the people who wrote in reminded us, it's a mutation. It's the 19th version of that, right? Um, thanks, Chip. Yeah, thanks, Chip. Is that, you know, it, it, it will feel like, okay, we got this, right? One of the weird things about this novel virus is that there's like a two week asymptomatic window in many cases, mm -hmm. right? There are people with this right now who will not know for two weeks they've been exposed exactly. in some way um, and we don't know. And that's different. Most things don't happen like that. So there, there's a period where that's why we're quarantining in the, for two weeks standardly, uh, you know, to, to just see what's going on. Um, so not to let your guard down. That's the most important thing. John Whitney's holding up a, a thermometer. A thermometer. Right? thermometer. I take it at least once a day. I, I'm, I'm self-monitoring. Are you taking it? Are you taking it in the afternoon? Because that's the best time <laughs> to take it, not in the morning. 
in the yeah, afternoon. I do, I, I do when I wake up. I do it probably toward two o'clock after lunch. Yeah. The afternoon's probably the best time to take it. So th that's uh. one that's one thing not to do. The other thing I would say, I mean, I I, I know this this sounds slightly controversial because uh, you know Gwyneth Paltrow and these people are like, hey, you should write a novel while you're home. It's like fuck you. Like it's on Google. Yeah, I'm gonna I do said it. that to yeah. you, Dino. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's 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 not that's not the point, right? No. Um, but, but, I, but I get what she's saying. Use the time at home to do things you've never done before, or things you always wanted to do. If you're going to be stuck at home, okay. But, but as it. a public health person, I mean, the thing, the things that I want to do is, I, I first of all, I want to learn from these things. I think that, like, you know, people are going to die, and 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 their 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 deaths, um, the sacrifice of all these people who are losing their work and everything. We have an obligation to use this time to at least change our way we think about these things. Like mm -hmm. this whole idea that we just we're going to come out on the other side and, you know, oh, we're going to return to business as normal. I don't want to return to business as normal. I want to get better. So, like, I, I think that we have an opportunity to figure out what that is. Reading kinda, history is an important part of it. Yeah, it's kind of what I meant by the whole washing of hands thing. I want to be yeah. better. I want to. I want to continue to. I want to learn something from this and have it carry yeah. on. So yes, yes, I, get better. I like this technology thing. I mean, we've had the capability to do this for for years. Yeah. But I've talked to my friends more times in the past four days than I have in, in six months, only because it's part of this. Um, I, I have pop culture trend, lack of a better term. It, people right. are doing it. Everybody's doing it. Let's hop on the Facetime. Let's hop on the Zoom and chat. The face it's been time. the whole time. The <laughs> FaceTime. <laughs> Look, I I think that's absolutely right. I've connected, reconnected with people too. Um, friends in New York who are losing their jobs. Um, people in New York who, you know, friends, I mean, I lived in New York for most of my life and um, it is going to get really, really bad. There are going to be hospitals in my hometown, probably that are going to be filled mm -hmm. pretty soon, you know? So like to take that seriously, and I think that there is a moment of kind of humanity here to remember what this is about, that actually we care about a lot of people that we haven't talked to in a lot of time, but also like that we haven't funded things properly, that our politics is not a game. As I mentioned with Kentucky and Tennessee, but also we can point to the president, elections really matter, like competent leadership really matters. Am I going to vote for Mike DeWine in the next election? Probably not. But like, you know, I, I also am supporting him and 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 helping him to the best extent that I can by saying, listen to this guy and beating back all the nonsense that we got on social media. I would tend to agree. I mean, you know, uh, <clears throat> DeWine wasn't necessarily my choice when it when it came time to elect the new governor. But. But. I applaud all of his efforts and everything he's done thus far for the state of Ohio. I applaud his aggressiveness uh, in respects to this situation that we're in. So, um, yeah, while he may not have been my 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 choice, the position that he's in now and how he's acting and what he's doing, I, I have to say, well done, sir. Well mm -hmm. done. You know, so, you know, and as we move on. Because here's here's the thing: as we move on, and you said it before, people forget. Yeah, people forget. Mm -hmm. They might not remember this moment in time, and when we get down to the to the next election, and what might be, they'll they'll you know, what have you, what have you done for me lately, and what has been done lately is is um, unfortunately going to resonate louder than anything. You know, people forget. People forget. 
Yep. I don't know how much they're going to forget as we go through this. I think this is going to stick in our craw once we get past it, as as well it should, because there's certain things that need to stick in our craw in regards to this moving forward, things we need to remember, things we need to continue to do. But I don't know. The one thing I do know, and and uh, uh, we'll, we'll get close to wrapping up with this, and I've said this before, I've said on on on, on social media, is that ignorance and fear spreads faster than any virus out there. Yeah. We need to be smart. We need to be calm. We need to be level-headed, and we need to move forward with knowledge and uh, and and assurity that 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 we're going to get through this. I don't know if anybody in these four squares agrees or disagrees with that, but that's how I feel. Well, I I, I just want to say so the we're going to get through this line. A lot of people are going to die. They're not going to get through this. No, no I know I, that. I know you know that. And I'm just reminding us because we have these like ways of coping at these moments of saying, oh, this is we're going to be OK. We're going to no, we're not OK. A lot of people are going to die. And I, th I think for me in talking with friends and family to get people to the point where they took it seriously on that level of imagine yourself in that hospital without a respirator or a ventilator. Um, and like get in that mind frame. This is the kind of situation we're dealing with right now. Um, it was very important to be able to move people to that kind of level of thinking about this thing. But what we need to do now is we need to realize that the way we set up our society has a lot to do with this. We need to fund public health correctly. We need to shut down the nonsense on social media. We need a president who believes in science. And we need medical students who believe in public health. And we need um, undergraduate students who uh, read Shakespeare because they understand what it means to care about another human being. Those things all are important and we're seeing the consequences right now. I totally agree with that, you know? And yeah, I mean, that's why, why did we, why do you think I went to Florida? My mother's going to be 84 in July. I went down to make sure that she was dotting the I's and crossing the T's. So she wouldn't be one of those people that, that dies from this mm -hmm. catches it and dies. So yeah, you make excellent points. Uh, our guest has been Dan Skinner, associate professor of health policy at Ohio university college of medicine. You can also listen to him on a regular basis with Prognosis Ohio on WCBE. Am I missing anything, Dan, as far as that information goes? Give me no. anything else that people need to know how to get to you. I think that's, I mean, I'm, I'm on Twitter at, at Daniel R. Skinner at Twitter. Okay. Uh, Danielle, get extra credit. Did you give extra credit for your, your students to listen to this? The, the students who listen to this kind of stuff don't need extra credit. They're already there. Yeah. Uh, that's a cop out. Uh, <laughs> let me give a couple of business here. Yeah if, you're, if you're, yeah, if you're just finding us now here on Facebook Live, welcome to Whiskey Business. Uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. We've got an archive of four years worth of nonsense. It's a lot of fun to sift through. Um, but yeah, it's, like not, it's, not, it's not all nonsense. 90% it, it, nonsense. 90% nonsense. 10% actually, you know, sometimes very... <laughs> Thoughtful and thoughtful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> share this uh, link, this uh, this video on your um, timeline. If you're if you're watching this on um, on Facebook, we've got an Instagram account, Twitter, 
uh, YouTube Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis, where you can watch uh, most of our, our, our podcasts uh, on YouTube. Uh, and we have a new uh, website, and it, we, I put it on the scroller here so that we wouldn't forget it. So you wouldn't forget it. Businesspod.com, <laughs> where you can find everything. But uh, subscribe uh, and uh, share with your friends. And tomorrow, a new Whiskey Wisdom comes out. It'll be fun and, and maybe put a smile on your face. Uh, we've gotten a lot of interesting comments. I'm going to wrap it up. But, but, we're, but everybody stay where they're at because we're going to continue Facebook Live for a little bit longer because I have some other questions as well. But as far as the podcast goes, we're going to wrap it up. Um, I got a funny feeling in the weeks to come, this might be the way we're doing things as far as whiskey business. If that's the case, I'm thankful for the technology. Uh, and so, my friends, thank you again to Dan Skinner. Thank you, John Whitney. Thank you, Greg Hansberry, and our guest bottle to the good people in Pennsylvania. How who was have, it? Who have closed liquor stores. This is the Wiggle, Pennsylvania. Is it good? Yeah, it's, wiggle not bad. it's not bad. It's, now it's, that you got a little wiggle in you. You feel like I got a little wiggle in me. I'm going to pour a little more wiggle <laughs> as we go on. That was the guest bottle tonight as we stay true to that. Um, so uh, thank you guys for technically putting us all together. And Dan, I, I, I can't thank you enough. I would love to have you on Whiskey Business just for shits and giggles sometimes. Can we do that down the line? Aww. Can we talk about uh, cats? Uh, My cat's been scratching at the door for the last half is hour. You, is, you, is your cat named Shits <laughs> or Giggles? Shits or Giggles. Give me your Shits or Giggles. Anyway. Uh, thank you fuck guys. With me, don't fuck with my cat. <laughs> Until the next bottle. See ya. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.